0: What we've created doesn't just happen out of nowhere. It does. It goes back to our roots with our family and how we were taught to work hard and how we were taught to be honest and to be, you know, when we said we were going to do something, we did something. That's what, to me, trust and integrity is all about. You follow through with what you say you're going to do. And that's what my parents always taught.
1: This is episode 26. Marketing Trust Podcast is all about infusing more trust with your customers to grow your business. I interview people who are leaders in the marketing and business industry and bringing you the insights that you need to help grow your business. If you are finding value in this podcast, please share it with a friend and leave a review. And you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam underscore Buchanan, spelled B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. Thanks for listening and downloading and subscribing. Today I'm joined by Trevor Farnes here, who is the CEO and one of the founders of Mountain Ops. Uh, Trevor, thanks for being here. Hey, I'm excited to be here. This is awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. Tell me a little bit about Mountain Ops for those who don't know. Well, a
0: lot of people wonder what Mountain Ops stands for, and the OPS actually stands for Outdoor Performance Supplements. And so we are a nutritional supplement energy uh, company that uh, deals primarily in the outdoor industry. Um, We've found our place really with the hunting community and have loved being a part of that community and fueling their hunts, fueling their passion for for the hunt. And uh, so we're all about um, performance, really, Um, helping people take their performance to the next level and conquering more in their life, Um, helping them enjoy what they love most more in their life. And how long have you been around? So Mountain Ops started in 2014, July, so it's about four and a half years we're coming up on our five-year mark as a as a business so
1: and you know in in simple terms and and check it out it's mountainops.com m-t-n-o-p-s.com and you can see that they have nutritional drinks and you know supplements so you launch at a time you know tell me about that time when you're launching because you're at a time where there's a lot of options out there was that kind of a scary thing for you guys it was in a,
0: in some ways, but not in others. I mean we we came into a a niche that uh, wasn't as saturated as like the sports nutrition industry and I had been in supplements for quite a while, producing products uh, mainly for doctors' offices for a period of time had, an, had another business in in uh, supplements and developing products for those doctors and we've got you know over two thousand doctors that carry products that uh, that we've created. In the past, and so we understood the industry. It's a huge uh, multi-billion-dollar industry. A lot of people consuming health and nutrition products, and so yes, there is a lot of fragmentation and uh, and not a lot of loyalty in the in the sports nutrition space. People are always jumping from one thing to another. So we we did know that we had to create a lifestyle brand. We had to create something that would create loyalty and keep people with us. Um, and as I met Casey and Jordan my Harbertson, my partners. You know, they had a, a great understanding for the marketing and, and the community within hunting. And uh, so there was a really natural uh, connection between us and me bringing my product development and supplementation um, uh, experience and them bringing their experience in marketing to the hunting community and really understanding the authenticity that needed to be in place within that hunting community, bringing those two together. We felt like we really could bring something to the table that would have a a, a lot of longevity um uh, and bring a lot of benefits to people's life and also create a community that
1: would keep them loyal to us and us loyal to them. One thing I see recently is everyone wants to launch a product, whether it be apparel, whether it be, you know, food, uh, a gadget. Early on, what was something that really stuck out to you as kind of that, that, that key that you needed to do with Mountain Ops to to keep it growing, get successful, and kind of break through the noise of all the other options out there.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's good. What we noticed that was um, people were hiring us for really three things. We needed to focus in on those three things. They were hiring us for either um, weight loss, helping them with their goals. So we've, we formed a, a weight loss kit mm-hmm. and a system that would help them through that program. We've put uh, up on our website, there's fitness routines, meal plans, We've kind of put together a program of high-value offering that would allow them not to just take products from us, but to also have a system to be involved in to help them with their goals. They were also hiring us to help them increase their energy. And so we, we focused on energy products. We launched last year or two years ago at the... Expo, our Ignite product, um, that uh, really has been a game changer for us and for the industry. And it's a very healthy alternative to all the energy drinks that people are drinking out there on the market today. So it's a healthy alternative. And then they were hiring us just to be a part of something. They wanted to Mm -hmm. feel like they were a part of a community, a family, and so we really put emphasis around that in creating a, a place, a safe environment where they could come. They could conquer goals. They could feel a part of of something more. They could feel a part of giving back to the community through our conquer hunger, through conservation efforts that we put money towards, and uh, and other other aspects. So. Um, And a lot of times that's where they started was, I just want to feel a part of this energy that you guys have created Mm. and feel a part of the family and they'll buy a shirt or a hat and they, they, they put it on and then they see somebody else with it and they know, okay, we're part of the same family. You know, they're walking down the street or they're at the gym and they're part of the mountain ops community. And sometimes that's how they come through um, our system. And then they start to try the products and they're like, wow, there's a product that actually made me feel different it actually did help me perform at another level. And then they, they truly become part of and integrated into that entire family. So
1: I've noticed that, it, uh, I, you know, a little background, I'm familiar with mountain ops because I I've known Jordan for a while. I've known you guys, but I started coming to your gym. You guys have a gym here on site yeah. at your office, uh, which I absolutely love. I think it really, you know, promotes that culture of, you know, what you believe and what you sell another gym that i attend, you know i see you know mountain op shirts or a hat and that connection is there like yeah. it's it's legit that you kind of see each other and you're like okay yeah. it's like this unspoken like yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're bros yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're bros from, from across the gym
0: yeah, yeah. cuz it's not like that you think of other supplement companies and it's not like everyone's wearing their shirts and their hats it's not like we're like Mountain supplements. That's our name. We, we were, you know, Casey and Jordan were very good at branding and creating what would be a, a brand that people would recognize and want to wear and want to be a part of and not just saying supplements, you know, yeah. it's like, no, we're so much more than that. In fact, we've got some, not private groups, but, um, groups on Facebook where anyone can come and join their 90 day challenges, our conquer fitness group, people come in there and they'll say often, you know, I was asked yesterday what Mountain Ops is, and you asked me this at the beginning. I probably answered the wrong way, to be honest with you, out of performance supplements, because we're so much more than that. And they'll say, oh, it's a supplement company. And then they'll start to think about it, really, what it is. And they're like, no, it's so much more than that. Like, if you dive into who these guys are and what they're doing for the hunting community and just people in general and allowing them to be a part of Mm -hmm. something bigger in life and performance and your health and... And then giving back through the community, uh, donating meals, donating to conservation. That's really what the brand has become. It's become much more than just this product. And so, yeah, people wear it with pride. They wear it knowing they're representing um, something much more than just a a nutrition company. Tell me about the purpose to give back. Where does that come from? So, I mean... Casey Jordan and I, from the beginning, we we kind of all we we were raised by amazing parents. They're brothers. I'm a brother from another mother, <laughs> from a, a wonderful mother and father. We've got awesome parents who. It was kind of the culture of our family growing up was, we you know, because we've been given so much, we should give you know, and we recognize that where those blessings come from. In fact, our number one core value for our company is recognizing God, and so we feel that in giving to others those in need we're recognizing god we're recognizing that we we see that that we've been given so much and we value that and and we we are very grateful for it so from the beginning we kind of had this mentality of whatever we can do to give back to the hunting community and to our community in general let's do it um conquer hunger is one that's it's a very special passion for myself but it's become a passion for the entire company and uh, about a year into the company, uh, I had been on this program, just me and my wife um, individually, with where we'd send an auto ship of, of food to children in need uh, mm. once a month, and it just kind of, I just kind of came to me one day, maybe maybe we could do something with this. There's so many people out there um, that are consuming supplements, like I mentioned, it's a multi-billion-dollar comp- uh, industry, and we're spending you know hundreds of dollars every month on that on top of what we get through just our own everyday nutrition and food that we eat sure but there's people around the world and even here in our community that can't even fathom a meal every single day and that tugged at my heartstrings for some personal reasons and I thought well with this program we could do something with Mountain Ops where we're we're you know we're supplementing our nutrition but let's take that and let's for every order that comes through our website let's donate a meal to a child in need and uh, Casey and jordan were were super excited about that, so we we went full bore on that and it ties really it ties really well into the hunting aspect in our community as well because when we go out and hunt, we harvest meat we harvest food for our families it's the goal is to put meat in the freezer right
1: mm-hmm.
0: to provide for our families, and there's families that don't have that food, and so we 're conquering hunger both by you know at home when we go out and hunt, we bring the food home, but we 're also looking for opportunities to help those in need and that it stemmed from an experience of my own. Being in business, things don't always go, you know, in your own business, things don't always go as planned. And uh, we had that happen. My, my wife and I, back in 2007, 2008, we hit some really trying times with some businesses that we started. It was a bad economy and everything. It was a perfect time to start <laughs> our first business. And we invested a, a bunch of money into some of these businesses, into some real estate deals. And honestly, we had some some things you know, really go wrong And we found ourselves in a really hard situation and to the point where we weren't starving, but we were hungry as a family and we had little kids. And there was plenty of times when the pantry was empty and my wife would be on her knees and I'd find her crying on her knees, praying to God to just give us some help. And we had angels come to our rescue at times where there would be groceries on the front doorstep. We just came out with a video that kind of shows the backstory of Conquer Hunger and why this is so important to us. And so me and my family, or me and my wife and my my family, we said, you know, let's do something small right now. We we don't have much, but we got onto that autoship program to help those in need. And then as we had the, the ability to, we the goal for us was to to seek out those in need that we could provide food to. And so that's where Conquer Hunger kind of came in into play. And the company's just kind of rallied around it. It's become a passion of all of ours. It's not just... Because of my experience, there's there's plenty of people here and, and then customers that come up to us often and they're like, I was that kid that would go home on the weekends without any food in my pantry, you know? And so what we do now, we, we were donating much to Malawi, Africa and such, but we thought, let's bring it back home. What we found was here in Davis County, right where we are, one in four kids go home on the weekends without enough food in the pantry. Wow. And it just shocked me. But it also made me feel like, you know what? We were that one in four so I, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it could happen to anyone, whether it's through you just job loss or unfortunate circumstances, you know, um, in family situations, but um, we were that one in four, and so we brought it back home, and we hold a quarterly Conquer Hunger event now where we invite our customers and ambassadors and other partners of Mountain Ops to come out, and we pack pantry packs that go home to kids um, from school. The principal's t- kind of distribute them to these kids and it it's providing food yes but it, honestly it's providing much more than that it's giving them hope and and, and really hopefully helping them find some peace and knowing that somebody cares for them because a lot of times they're going home they're lonely they're, yeah. they're they're hungry and there's just no hope for these kids and so we're trying to bring that hope and helping them even in their performance levels at school and and all that finding some confidence in life
1: so that's powerful i i think you know your view on you know, your product, your brand, your lifestyle, it, it just seems so much bigger. I mean, as we peel back these layers, it's, it's deep. It's not the surface level. Oh yeah. You know, we, we made this cool product and, you know, people like us on Facebook. It, it's deep. It's yeah. very deep. So thank you for sharing that. I think super inspiring for those that probably have their own stories, you yeah. know, related back to what projects they're working on, what, what companies they work with or what, you know maybe products they're trying to get off the ground. So yeah, yeah that's very inspiring. What
0: we've, what we've kind of come to the conclusion on is that there's only so much time in life. Everyone knows that, right? And time just keeps getting going faster and faster, it seems. And we've had multiple people that have come and worked here at Mountain Ops that have worked other places. And They're like, for some reason, time is so fast here. I think it's because we're having fun. We're doing a lot. We've got tons of projects going sure. on. But what we have found is that like we want to, there's a lot of people that want to do a lot outside of work and when then they get home and there's family, there's commitment with church, community, all sorts of stuff. So it's hard to fit everything you'd like to do in life and what you'd like to accomplish and be fulfilled by outside of the walls of work. And so what we've tried to do is uh, provide an atmosphere here at Mountain Ops and a culture that we do those things here and we incorporate them into our business, um, by giving back and doing those things that oftentimes you have to do once you leave the walls of your, of your workplace. Uh, we're trying to just incorporate it into life here because this, this business isn't life. It's an asset to life to help us provide resources to do good, and we're trying to see it as such and provide opportunities for our team to just grow with each other and, and, and provide meaningful
1: service out in the community while we're here at work. Going back to how you were raised and kind of how you were brought up, because I think a lot of people, you know, look back at, you know, how they were raised and it kind of helps them propel forward or overcome challenges or or whatnot. Tell me about like, take me way back. Like, what did you want to be when you grew up and and how did your parents help and guide you and, and where did that bring you to today? that's awesome oh, an awesome question I actually
0: I've read I, I keep a lot of stuff like I, I do some journaling and stuff but I've kept some things or my mom's kept some things I've gone through bins and it seems like in elementary school every time I wrote like they they ask you what you're going to be I always put pediatrician and I'm like and so I'm looking back I was like why didn't I become a pediatrician I don't know you know <laughs> I do love kids I love helping people out to become healthy so I look at what we're doing now and I'm like well you know, I'm not necessarily, we're not necessarily focused on kids, but we do have an environment where fathers and mothers say, Hey, I love that our kids can be a part of what you're doing. It's a, it's a clean environment. All the content you guys put out is good. It's family friendly. And, but I didn't become a pediatrician. I do work in the health space. And, uh, you know, my, my dad was a hospital administrator, super hard worker, you know, was out the door before anyone was awake. And then was home late and uh, but was always at our games and everything very supportive. My mom was just should should win the mother of the year every year award type thing. Um, they were very family oriented. Um, in fact, my all my siblings are names with the T. So there's Tim, Trisha, Tyler, Tammy, Tara, Trevor, Trent. Holy cow! <laughs> and, it's, and it's so it's crazy. I got called multiple different names before Trevor, and uh, and my parents' names are Gary and Mary. They they rhymed and then they created this. But my mom did that. Our initials are TF, which stands for Together Forever. That was the culture that I grew up in. We were going to work to be this Together Forever family that we were a, a, a unit. You know, we we had struggles just like every other family to get along and all that. But my my dad went the corporate route, ran hospitals, was very successful in that. Um, did you know every amount of schooling you could do for what he did. And then I had an older brother that started his own business and was an entrepreneur and and saw a major success in that. And all of our brothers, there's four of us, we kind of we went to work for him. And it was a very entrepreneurial environment where we kind of got a taste of that. Like, wow, this is awesome. And I can make of this what I put into it. Because it was kind of a you, you eat what you kill, yeah. all commission-based type thing. And uh, and I love that. Like, I, I love the opportunity to, to know that... What we've created doesn't just happen out of nowhere. It does, it goes back to our roots with our family and how we were taught to work hard and how we were taught to be honest and to be, you know, when we said we were gonna do something, we did something. That's what, to me, trust and integrity is all about. You follow through with what you say you're gonna do. And that's what my parents always taught. And so that's how we've hired people, found people that have have the same values. And that's the secret sauce to Mountain Ops, really is the individuals. If you walked around and met every single person here, these core values and beliefs are important to them. That's what our culture is all about, and that's why people stick around here, and that's why they put forth their effort. But, you know, that's that's kind of the background that I came from. Casey and Jordan came from a similar background with very, very similar core values, beliefs, and family um, family system of, of love and service and all of that, and, uh, and an entrepreneurial background. Their father owned a business for many years, and um, so they got to learn from him. And it's it's been awesome. We we learned from our fathers, we learned from our brothers, and, and we've kind of come to this point now, knowing that we still have a lot more to learn, and which is exciting. That's what life's all about, is that progress and w- what's around the corner and what do I need to be looking for to learn and how, how can I help take this to the next level? So
1: you're a family man, your husband, father, you're, you're overseeing this business. You're growing it. How do those two worlds converge? Because I think a lot of people that I talk to and probably listeners of the podcast, they, we always talk about work-life balance. It's, you know, it's very common. It's kind of cliche and everyone's like, yeah, how do we balance things? But do those two worlds combine for you? I mean, do they converge and how so? Yeah, much so. I mean, there's,
0: there's obviously some some separation. They're not involved in every detail, but my wife is my business partner. She's, you know, I, I couldn't do this. Um, I'm kind of an emotional guy too. When I think of my wife and what she's gone through to help support this business, it's, it's powerful. And, uh, what she's done to sacrifice that, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe every wife would do that out there, but a lot of times I don't, I don't know. I think she's powerful. I think she's superwoman. So, yeah, she's gone through the struggles of starting businesses and having them fail and then seeing them succeed and, and being temperate during those successes so that it's not like, doesn't go to our head. And it's like, wow, this is actually working. It's like, no, you got to stay humble. You got to stay grateful. And and you got to look at and remember the past and what's brought you to that point. And so, yeah, my family does converge with this business. In fact, when we first started it, um, you know, it, the hunting community. There's opportunities for us to go on hunts, and there's this. There's there's a lot of opportunity to bring the family and and have them be involved. And and uh, when we started, I wasn't a hunter. You know. And there was some of our business trips are hunting trips, you know, so, um, so Casey and Jordan were hunters and they were very authentic in that, and that, that, that was a passion for them in life. And my passion was, man, these are such passionate people. I can't believe I get to fuel this passion. It's awesome. Um, but because of the lack of time there is in life and every day, you know, I said, my kids are at ages that I want to involve them in that. And so they've gone on hunts with me. They've, you know, I've tried to include them in all of that. My wife's gone on hunts. Um, we've been filmed, and, and there's videos that have come out on my, my daughter's bear hunts. My wife's caribou hunt will be coming out from Alaska. Um, but there's a lot of decisions um, that come into play where it in definitely involves the family. And one of our core values and beliefs here at Mountain Ops is that proper work-life balance. Um, we believe that family is the fundamental uh, unit in community, And so we work hard to be able to provide for our family and, and to not just provide, but give them opportunities to, to be a part of what we're doing. Conquer Hunger has been a great part of that. You know, a lot of times you'll see little kids at that. My kids come to it. They're a part of raising, um, you know, donations and stuff for that at times Mm -hmm. or food donations and such. And so, um, but mainly coming down to, you know, my relationship with my wife, there's a lot of decisions we have to make together and in a business, and what, she's been very supportive of those. So. What
1: is it about your wife? Because, you know, I, as we, I just want to peel back these layers just real quick, and then I want to get to a few other things, but what is it about your wife? I mean, what, what really stands out? If you could just describe it in one thing, which is hard to do because <laughs> wives are amazing and they, they bring so much value, but what is it about your wife? What's the one thing?
0: She's loyal to what is important in life and i wouldn't say that's to people i think that's to principle she's loyal to principle and so when you look at like our our brand of mountain ops it's all those core values and beliefs that makes up my wife that's like if I, each of those things it's like yeah that's her she's loyal to principle and to what's right
1: and i love that about her i think what's important here is you know for those listening is you know as you start these new projects or, or products or brands whatever you're working on I think what I'm hearing is it's good to step back, slow down, really identify what are those core values, those beliefs, document them, socialize them, you know, get the team on board. And so I I really believe that's what, and as I've interviewed other people, it really does tie back to, it it starts, you know, with you, it starts with what you believe. And I, yeah, I love that. I think that's super important. Let's dive in a little bit about, uh, influencers, uh, get a lot of questions on the podcast about how to work with influencers and what's the right way. What's the wrong way? How much do you pay people? You know, all these different things you work with pretty high level influencers, Mm -hmm. uh, just at hunt expo. I noticed that you have people like Eva Shockey, you have Cameron Haynes, you've got, um, such good relationships with people. Where did those start? How did that? How did those begin? Were those previous relationships before Mountain Ops started, or you know, what did that? How did that come to be? Yeah, there were some previous
0: relationships, not with myself, mainly with Casey and Jordan, um, and those were mainly with like industry partners and such. They had done some marketing with and networked with and such, and so you know they'd be the better ones to ask this question to. But it, but there was a lot that came after the fact. You know, after we started Mountain Ops and we had to reach out to those those influencers. And my partners, Casey and Jordan, are awesome at that. They're very good at, at networking, networking. And I, I believe it's because of the authenticity of um, them, themselves in the hunting industry. That's what they do. It's what their passion is. So they can speak to it very well. I've come to be able to speak to my passion of hunting now. But okay. when we started, it wasn't, it wasn't the case. I spoke to a passion of nutrition and fitness and wellness and just taking care of the body so we can do more in, in life. Um, but... For us, we've always taken the stance when working with influencers that they have to believe in what we're doing and in our product and in they've they've got to represent the similar core values and beliefs. So, it's not just this thing of, you know, let's get everyone we can get and everyone's a fit because everyone's not a fit, you know. Mm. We have to find people that are really pushing things, conquering more in life and really living that brand to conquer more. And then if we can get them our product, and we we seed them with product and we tell them, look, we, we don't want to do anything with you or figure anything out until you know that you love what we're doing with the product and our culture and all that we have going on. And so we we put that to the test and we let them see if yeah, this I can see results on this product, and then they they review customer feedback and all that. They see what kind of results we're seeing with our customers. And if they love that and they love the product and they and they, they come to love us. Then there's, a, then there's an opportunity to do something good together. Because at that point, there's truth, there's authenticity, and we don't want to fake it. In, in fact, you'll see that it's not that we have all these ambassadors posting the same thing that we're like, guys, post this today. Here's, here's today's message, or sure. here's the flavor of the week. you got to do that. We tell them, take the product, in, incorporate it into your daily life, how you would use it, and whatever lifestyle you live. Mm-hmm. And if that makes sense, sense and it's authentic then we can do something together and then the then the discussion starts okay how do we how do we work this deal out what's what's best for both parties what's the win win that we can come away from this and we can help your audience you can help ours we can bring the two audiences together and it makes sense that way so
1: you take a very slow and steady and probably patient approach yeah. i think most companies are very impatient mm-hmm. they they they've got to go to market they've got to launch a product they've they've got to get people talking Uh, Which I think is a a huge mistake in our industry, especially just like a niche industry, even hunting, because, you know, trust is so important and loyalty and authenticity. One thing, I love my buddy, Scott Dulemeyer. He said this at a conference a few years ago, and I love it. If you know Scott Dulemeyer, you know what I'm talking about. The guy is just totally real. And he says, when you work with influencers, you don't want to be summer camp buddies. You want to be lifelong friends. Because oftentimes we you know, we have this great relationship, it's short term, and you know, and and then it ends. Yeah, right. And it's, sometimes it's based on a transaction of cash, sometimes it's product only, sometimes it's something else. But what's your take on that? Because it sounds like you're taking more of that long term approach. And, and truly, you know, what does that take to invest in that? Because it's
0: not easy. Yeah, it's not we want to hire people for life. Uh, And that's our employees. We want them to be our ambassadors as well. We want them to represent the brand. Mm-hmm. So when we look for people that we're gonna hire, it's like, we want you for life. And that's the same thing with our ambassadors. We want you for life. There's, there's gonna be ups and downs, and we wanna know that you'll go through those ups and downs with us. And that does take patience to find out if, if certain individuals are gonna work in the grand scheme of things, you know? And you find that, uh, that there's some right away, it's like, okay, this, this may not be the right thing, and that's okay like we 're not forcing anyone into it um, there's investment into certain individuals there 's investment into products we 've done a campaigns line, and yeah, that takes money that takes funding um there's you know we just launched the Eva Shockey series of products that takes time and money, mm-hmm. and that 's a long process too you know we 've been working on the Eva stuff to get it all all put together the right way for over a year now. It's not like, uh, it's not this thing where you can just force your way into it and make it work. And, and it's not always money, to be honest with you. In fact, Mountain Ops was has been grown very, very organically. We did not take any seed money. We There's no venture capital. It was Casey and Jordan's business coming together with Trevor Farns' business. And we self-funded it through our two businesses that we had at the time. And we organically pushed this thing where most companies come out and they spend a ton of money on digital ads and affiliates and ambassadors and such we came through with a very organic approach working with ambassadors that would represent the brand working with uh, industry partners and working our own tails off you know just making sure we could get the product out there and 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 creating excitement and and then creating longevity through education on our product and once people know why they're feeling the things that they're feeling and and the ambassadors know why this this product's working this good. If we can educate them, then they become empowered, and then they want to talk about it. When people have information, they want to share it, right? And so we've tried to provide them that. But it, it's a slower approach. There's ambassadors that do get paid. There's some that just get product, and there's some that get a discount. It's this, a different tier, you know. And sure. you and you watch those and and you see what's working, but they all work differently. You cannot create a cookie cutter model that will fit every personality and every influencer out there. Their audiences are so different. They're so different and they're awesome. So like the way I look at it is play to the strengths of the individuals. As long as you can match up with core values and beliefs and you have the same goal to improve the lives of individuals and families, which is our why, then we can do something together and it's going to be different for every, in every individual. And so we cater to those um, circumstances and to those audiences and we try to create Uh, a program around that it takes time it's organic it's you know and it it just can't be it can't be forced you can't fake it people sniff out a fake um quickly especially in the hunting industry that i've found you know over the years like it's a sensitive community they want to make sure that people are loyal and that that we really have their best interests in mind so we really do and we want to make sure that they know that Mm. and so we can't fake it we've got to be authentic in, in our approach that way hopefully that answers your question too. Absolutely.
1: I think that's, you know, the big thing that brands get tripped up over is it's, it's quick, it's easy. It's okay. They have so many fans. We're going to tap into that. Uh, I, I think it's smarter to take that, that long tail approach, really vetting through people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I interviewed, uh, a few episodes ago, Kendall Card with Campbellfire.com. Awesome guy. Kendall's a good dude. Love, love him. And he uh, runs a Crispy distributorship, mm-hmm. uh, Crispy Boots. I said, well, how do you vet through you know, people coming through? And it was a very similar answer to yours. He said, we need people to try the product, use it. Uh, we might kick them a discount, but you know, we, we let them try it for six months. Mm-hmm. And they come back, and then we see how things go because Crispy Boots are not for everybody. Yeah. And I think what you said you know, about values and beliefs, those have got to be 100% aligned. Yeah. And I think when those are mixed up and people have different motives, that's where things break. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's our brand. You think uh, people talk, especially in marketing about a brand and they think of a logo or a mark, you know, and really the brand is everything that makes up. It's the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we, you know, it's all that. It's, it's the core values and beliefs. It's what makes up an individual and a team. And when you make decisions that are in accordance with that brand, with those core values and beliefs, it enhances the brand. When you make decisions that are contrary to what you 've said your brand is, it diminishes the brand in a big, big way, and so you need to find influencers that have the same approach to that, and that they 're enhancing our brand and not diminishing it because mm-hmm. we don 't want culture shocked with people out there. Right. We want people to see our ambassadors and know that yeah they 've got the mountain ops so they 've got the mountain ops way of doing things and of approaching people and helping people and and increasing performance just like mountain ops. It kind of, it, it's all meshed into one. We're all one f- happy family, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotta be that way to, to, um, to help enhance that brand.
1: Where do you see influencer marketing going, uh, specifically to mountain ops and also just in general?
0: Um, We definitely see the value in our in our relationships with our influencers. And so, um, you know, I don't have a crystal ball for that necessarily. And I'm not the one that's necessarily in touch with all of our influencers. And so, um, you know, we just hired Rihanna. She's doing a great job. She has been one of our influencers from day one. I mean, she's been with us, so she understands them. And so we hired her on to be that relationship with those influencers because she knows she knows them. She is one. And uh, she's doing a great job of that. And uh, we just had another individual to help with our with our pro deals, and we want to grow it. So we're trying, where I see us um, in, with our influencers is really trying to add more value to them, empowering them more so that they can be a force to help push our message along. And that's a big, big initiative for us this year is to empower those influencers, educate them, help them become you know, just just an extension of who we are and what we're what we're going after, and uh, I think you really have to do that. You have to have a personal approach with them, um, or else they can they could feel left behind. They could feel you know, especially with a company that's moving super quick and, and growing. You know, we've we've had to hire on additional staff to make sure that we can maintain that. That's hard in the especially in the beginning where you're. You're growing so fast. Everyone's wearing so many hats, and and sometimes you know you can drop the ball, and you and you don't get back to somebody in time, and and this or that. But uh, it it just comes with the the turf, you know. And hopefully, people are understanding as we're growing that we want them to grow with us. And but our our hope and our goal is that we we just truly kind of empower them with information, with training, with um, the personal relationship that we have, and when there's that personal relationship, you just you come to the expo like we did last week, and there's a lot of handshaking and there's eye to eye contact, mano a mano, you know, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. I can see who these individuals are. They can see who we are, and they walk away a different person, really, really engaged with what we're doing. We had a couple of our um, ambassadors come out and help us in the booth last last week. And, uh, you know, the posts that they're making, the, the letters I've, or the emails I've gotten back from them are just like, wow, this was amazing to be immersed in the culture. And now I'm just, I'm ready more than ever to go out and, and have this experience with, with the customers that we're, we're helping, you know? So
1: that's awesome to hear. That's, that's great. And I did, uh, come to the hunt expo there in Salt Lake city happens, uh, once a year. It was awesome. It was it was great to see all the brands out, uh, the Mountain Ops activation. If you missed it, you can just search uh, probably hashtag Hunt Expo or hashtag Mountain Ops. They really kind of own yeah. the show. It was an awesome activation and it was fun, even yeah. if you weren't there. So... Well, thank you so much. This has been an awesome interview. To wrap things up, we're going to play a little game. I like to call "Name That Handle."
0: Uh,
1: Name That Handle is all about me giving you one-word clues about someone that you are connected with on social media. Okay. I start out a little difficult, very broad. Some people have gotten on the first or second guess. We're we're going to go ahead and get started. Are you ready? So
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say what the handle. I'm gonna guess what the handle is based off of what you're saying. I'm gonna okay, give you one word yeah, clues. I just got kind of nervous. Let's and, do this.
1: And and uh, I've, I've got the person in mind. (laughs) and we're gonna see if you can guess who i'm talking about sweet all right guess number one here we go are you nervous
0: no, not at all. I'm just, I mean, this sweat is just, I just got done with the workout. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just glowing.
0: I'm just, I'm just glowing. I just don't want this person to think I don't know who they are because it, it's interesting. Like at the HuntXP and stuff, it's like, you know people by, yeah. by their names. It's by their Instagram handle. So yeah, I know.
1: There we go. All right. I think you'll get this one. I, I think it'd be good. All right. First clue, Southeast. Southeast. Is this an easy one, or would you, do you do you feel that this is easy? That's a hard. That's a hard clue. That's a hard clue. That's a really I don't want to give clue. it away. I've, I've done this before. And is I've... that a location where they live? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I know some people down in the southeast. I don't. I don't. I don't know where to go from
1: there. It's all right. It's okay. You ready for clue number two?
0: Yeah. Utah. Okay, we're uh, we're down. Are we down in like Moab or something or southeast? Southeast
1: Utah. That's right. I like to see you squirm a little bit. I, I think it's good I think it's gonna make it harder. You know, I've done this so many times and like people get it on the first guess and I'm like, shoot, that was way too easy. So Southeast Utah. Southeast Utah.
0: Is that does that have something to do with their handle or who they are? Who they are, like okay. where they live. Um the um okay. Well I'm trying to think. Would you say would you say that St. George, is St. George Southeast? I'm not, a, I'm not a geography guy, man.
1: Fourth so. grade was hard for me.
0: <laughs> All right. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. You ready for a your- man? Or... Okay, go is ahead. Is that your guess? That's a guess. That's your guess? See, that's my guess. That is correct. Is that correct? Ryan yes. Mickler. Yeah, Ryan Mickler. Love that guy, I, uh, Ryan Mickler. You have won.
1: <laughs> You've won eleven points
0: awarded to you
1: by Mount Hops. That's and awesome. Adam.
0: Yeah, he's become a good friend this last year. It's I saw him at the expo last year with his big beard. I didn't honestly say anything to him. I just thought, wow, look at that beard. And then, uh, <laughs> and then at the Total Archery Challenge and a few other places we've met up, and it's uh, it's been awesome getting to know him. So.
1: So check out Ryan. He he runs a podcast called Order of Man, yeah, and does a really nice job just talking about you know what it means to be a man and values. And I've I've been listening to a few of his episodes and just really appreciate his message. Yeah. I think it's and he seems like he's kind of a strong ambassador of the Mountain Ops brand yeah, as well. He's a great guy. Love the guy. So awesome. Well, congrats. Uh, clue <laughs> number two, not bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm... and there were some like intermittent clues in there too. There was some. There were some hand signals, possibly. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check out Ryan Mickler yeah. um, on Instagram and, and uh, Order of Man, what yeah, he's doing. That's awesome. I he's like doing it. some good stuff. Well, to, to close things up, I wanted to award you with um, I am a beekeeper, as, yes. as most of the listeners know. I'm hooking up uh, Trevor for joining me today with a jar, a pint Love it. of the, the honey from, that's a 2018 batch. This is awesome, man. And it's all I'm excited. crystallized and ready to go. I will warn you, if you share it with others, it may deplete very, very quickly. I always get that frantic email like two weeks after and (laughs) people are like, like, I think I shared it too much. It's gone. Winnie the Pooh's in the office.
0: Yes. I'll share this with my family. I'll take it home. Okay. Maybe not the office. We all love honey. Yes.
1: And you. if you ever want to work on a uh, a honey flavor for Mountain Ops, let me know. We I can, love it. Good do, idea. We can that's do that. Some...
0: That's a great sweetener. We should we should look at that. Yeah. So.
1: so, all right. Well, thank you so much, Trevor. It's been awesome having you here. This has been the episode twenty six of the Marketing Trust Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Buchanan. Thanks for joining. You can connect with me, share questions that you have about marketing, content strategy, influencer marketing, and all that good stuff, and how it ties back to trust. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, Adam underscore Buchanan. You can also send me an email at adam at adamcbuchanan.com. My last name is spelled B U C H A N A N. know, I do know where St. George is on a map. It's in the southwest, not the southeast. So I apologize, Trevor. I gave you an awful clue for name that handle. I was listening to this again, and I thought, oh my gosh, how did I mess that up? I've lived in Utah for four years. So anyway, just kind of a uh, behind-the-scenes background note. I totally messed up that that clue, but What's funny is Trevor totally got it, and he rocked it. So anyway, just had to add that footnote, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening.